Super Senpai Podcast. to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a bi-monthly, episodic, usually tokusatsu-related podcast where we're usually talking about fights and tights. We have a very special episode. Not like that kind of very special, but we have a very special episode. Yeah, we finally decided to do an after-school special, you know, about talking to adults. And <laughs> I- I'm Grant, by the way. You probably know yeah, stranger. Welcome to the Stranger Danger episode of the Super Senpai Podcast. Everything has to rhyme here. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Pat's good to be back with you, buddy. Although, of course, uh, we're not talking about our, our beloved, you know, Lycra-suited heroes this week. What what are we talking about tonight? We're doing a Digimon episode. Digital we're, monsters. In fact, we're doing, we're doing a Digimon the movie episode. To my delight, and I hope to yours. So what I'm in for here is a cinematic experience. Film quality monsters. That's... That's right. Okay, I'm very right. I'm very excited. Now, of course, we couldn't venture forth uh into such territory if we didn't have someone to guide us, Mm-mm. right? Mm-mm. And for such a daunting task, we we brought in a ringer, <laughs> that being the Raspberry Queen herself, Maddie. Hey. Maddie, welcome to the show. I am the stranger danger. Oh no. <laughs> we didn't have a chance to warn people. They're unprepared. <laughs> Told you it was an after school special. <laughs> Hi. I am Maddie, also known as Oh That's Raspberry on Twitter, and this is my favorite movie. I think I, ha- I have to watch it at least once a year, at least. I uh, posted on Twitter earlier that it is always on my desktop. Wow. It's like, it's there if I ever need it, which I do a lot. Just to hold, just to give you comfort in times. Yeah. So Grant, um... I'm just going to trash this film. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> No, so let's talk a little bit about... I'm out of here. (laughs) Grant, you're newer. You're actually newer to Digimon. Tell the listeners about that. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess, number one, in terms of, like, making the connection to Tokusatsu, I mean, I think we could make some pretty strong, at least for the monster designs and stuff. Like, I know not uh, uh, Greymon, right, is very much a a Gamora reference from Ultraman. Mm. But also, it's our show and we do what we want. uh, And you're not our our real dad. (laughs) So you can't tell us what to do listening audience oh my god (laughs) but in terms of digimon uh, i was peer pressured into uh, i'm sorry encouraged to watch Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some digimon for a while but last year particularly and i've watched all of digimon 01 the dub and then i have seen a 15 minute short film that i think was a a yuasa joint i think maybe question mark oh okay that's well and that's also part of this as well okay that yeah that was my understanding that this was in some way shape or form also a thing here so i've seen that and i've seen about five episodes of o2 but i just fell off of it because of you know life happens or whatever and i need to get back to it but like now it's one of those things that like that's all very recent because growing up i was of the pokemon tribe i mean yes now that i'm a wiser adult 
I understand that. But you can be both. I was both, though. Same. Where Same. I was from, it was I was very foolish, and you know, it was like Montagues and Capulets, right? Digimon and Pokemon. You know, we were doing West Side Story like jazz tap at each other if we ever crossed paths, and it was like I couldn't bridge that divide. I had to stay with Pokemon for my own personal safety. I was I was a very smart child. But now that I'm older, and I guess also for a long time as an adult, now that I'm like going back and revisiting old stuff, I just kind of assumed that like, okay, I know Pokemon. I'd seen a couple episodes of like Monster Rancher at one point. I didn't really get, I was like, it's pretty similar, I guess. I was like, I get it. There's monsters and card games and video games. There's an anime and, you know, Pokemon was always about the games being really good. And, oh yeah. And the anime was hit or miss. It had some charm to it, but I wasn't really, it didn't really hold a whole lot of like long term for me so I just kind of assumed that Digimon was the same way and as I like discovered it was like the complete opposite Digimon 01 was almost kind of revelatory in how good it is <laughs> yeah oh, I was like oh my right. god this yeah. is like a really good isekai about these kids befriending sentient monsters in a Lisa Frank apocalyptic hellscape like what I just was not expecting it at all <laughs> and so you know again the Pokemon anime just pretty much just a, a thing and it's fine but it's not exactly like yeah well like the pokemon is very episodic and obviously there's there's an ongoing plot but it's not super intense whereas yeah. in digimon it's kind of oh the whole world is at stake mm -hmm. okay yeah I remember watching a Digimon as a kid and feeling like real like dread or concern. Like whenever it came to like the Digimon Masters, I was scared of Puppetmon. Like I I didn't know what he would do. You know, like he could kill. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, that's that's fair. We're all we're all scared of Puppetmon. I'm still scared of Puppetmon. Like if Puppetmon accosted me in an alley, I'm like. <laughs> he. I mean. I mean. That's 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 true. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, but I, I meant like just in the context of it, like I, I guess I didn't have the uh, the mindset that they probably weren't going to kill a child, but I also didn't know if TK was really safe around mm. him. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. <It's>, uh... <laughs> With Puppetmon, there are fates worse than death, and that's you know, true. That is true. <laughs> no, so what? Yeah, what's y'all's background other than like loving it? Because for me, I'm a very late bloomer to the Digimon fandom. Yeah, I I mean, I was watching it when it was on Fox Kids, I think. I don't know if it was on anything before that, but it was, I think I was in fourth grade when I first saw it. And the first episode I saw was the one with Marimon. And yeah, I, I, I just, I loved it as a kid. I had a very cool sweatshirt with Gabumon, Garurumon, and Where Garurumon oh on it. Nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where I got that sweatshirt because it was very cool <laughs> um i had a digivice i had the transforming digimon figures i had also mini mm. digimon figures for some reason our local store sold these little like containers of punch with digimon on them which i also bought and i saved all the sticky caps which <laughs> is really gross because i didn't wash i didn't wash oh, them no. oh no and yeah, I saw the movie in theaters. I had bought the soundtrack beforehand, which I had found at Costco, I believe. And I was like, how is this out before the movie is even out? It blew my <laughs> mind. And I uh, played it in the car as my friend and I went to see the movie. Yeah, I love Digimon. I've loved it for a long time. It is possibly my favorite anime this movie is my favorite movie it's mamoru hosoda who's my favorite director has you know directed this movie or at least 
two thirds of it, as well as anime episodes. And yeah, it's just phenomenal. I just, I love it. I had 10 of the games when I was a kid, which are not as good as Pokemon games, to be fair. Mm. Digimon definitely wins in the anime department. Their games have been very wonky. But I was really into the MMO in like 2011, I think. MMO? I didn't know. I didn't know that. There is. I think it's actually still online, but it is it is very messy and very confusing. But I was addicted to it for quite some time. And yeah, also I recently got a new Digivice for my birthday. And yeah, I am the same person I was when I was 10 years old. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, That's I, I, I am as well. I just didn't encounter Digimon when I was 11, which is probably, you know, I don't know what, God, when did Pokemon, how old was, I don't even know anymore. It was probably around middle school for me too when Pokemon hit. I mean, I was, I was of, of that generation. So it's a similar. Yeah. Digimon was like 2000. Yeah. So it was a couple years later. Or like maybe the end of 1999. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was for sure in fifth grade when I saw it for the first time. I think the first episode I saw was, was it Joe and Mimi? encountering bakemon like the ghost and the designs of it really blew me away like those are the some of the scariest ghosts i've seen they're very jagged yeah they're also like kind of like they, they're not fleshy yeah. like a little bit of that that part of right they have like the mouth yeah like they have gums in their mouth yeah that's right so then that that part of digimon's overall design has, has always been appealing to me so i, I watched i want to say all of adventure one as as much of adventure two that i could see somewhere i had the uh the final episode on tape like that last really crazy thing that was happening there mm -hmm. and i think i fell off when tamers was getting started which is a shame because everybody says it's really good and then I'd catch like parts of season four whenever I never knew what channel it was on at that point because I just kind of lost track of it. I think it's Savers, like season five. When I was in college and I was like, oh, there you can find these episodes. The main dude has an Agumon again, and he can only digivolve if the main dude punches the, whatever they're fighting. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so I just kind of tune in every now and then. Like, I never sit down to commit to a full thing, or I haven't since. But I still love this movie. <laughs> like, I love this movie so much. I'm so excited to watch it again. I'm really excited too. Like, I, I definitely. You know, I mean, there's something to be said for, like, I, I know, I mean, I guess we can talk about, I mean, t t tell, tell us a little about the production history, right? Because we're not watching sort of like the, the pure, uncut, undistilled version, right? We're getting an altered version of the text, so to speak, here. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen, I guess, the original cuts. And I it was only recently that I'd learned it was three things stitched together. But that'll be, you'll you'll see. Yeah, <laughs> same. This is one of the series which I just really have no inclination to watch the sub even though i understand that that's the pure that's the original form right mm -hmm. the dub is so special and it it is very it is very cheesy and very silly but it is also made with a lot of love yes the voice actors are phenomenal it's just so enjoyable that I just don't have the urge to watch the sub. I will say the thing that challenged me there was my cousin from the Philippines. So, okay, so I, I you know, the, the intro, American intro, iconic. You know, they did this, like, very appropriate thing for the American audience. <laughs> uh, my cousin was visiting from the Philippines, and we were talking about Digimon. She's like, you've never heard the Japanese intro? And then she put it on, and I was like, dang, this is a really good intro. Like, <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. 
Oh, totally. No, the the Japanese intro is possibly the like best anime it's intro so I have ever good. seen. I will not doubt that, but I will also defend the ridiculous American one. Oh, absolutely. You can love both. It is fine. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And then like I I have chills right now thinking about that last shot with them leaving on the train in Japanese like because that's when butterfly kicks up Mimi's hack was flying mm. and then butterfly kicks in oh that okay that's very good but I also just got goosebumps thinking of hey Digimon so I don't know also good <laughs> also good they're both very good it yeah. also that's, affects me the same way I gotta say yeah that's the one thing butterfly has become like I don't know how to put it just like a part of my life now like I it is just it is just it is phenomenal there's like everybody who hears that song is like wow I people who have never knew anything about Digimon are like oh this is incredible mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> like oh wow this has altered my life and then like especially the one with all the VAs like even oh, though I also yeah. watch the dub and and really enjoy it and I've seen a little bit of some of the sub stuff, but obviously that's difficult to get a hold of because, I mean, wasn't the dub Saban Entertainment or whatever, or was it Four Kids? Uh, no, it was Saban yeah. or someone else. It wasn't Four Kids. Okay. That's, uh, I think it was Saban. And it any... has it's it's the one that has all the kids laughing at the end. I can like imagine <laughs> the thing that plays at the end of every yeah. episode, like dun, 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 the flags, dun, 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 and all the flags kids laugh. Flying into the air, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like a, a camera sphere, photosphere shot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's whatever that one is. <laughs> yeah, wow, like the the music's really powerful, the the meaning's really there, and I think that's maybe probably one of the great testaments to Digimon that people have like a really deep love of the dub and the sub, and I don't think Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a nostalgia preference, but I don't think it's nostalgia in terms of, like the dub is also of a of very high quality and energy and love, like you said. Yeah, I think that is definitely something that attests to it is that you still feel very emotional despite how silly the dub can be at times it still manages to portray the deep bonds that are created within the series so i think that just shows how good it is absolutely i think that's as good a segue as any to get started what do you think hell yeah now hopefully folks know i assume they do this is two three films yeah together it's three films it is the the first two are by Mamoru Hosoda. I don't remember who the third one is by. Does anyone have I that off the not, top of I their do head? Not know. I do I've never Let known. Let me look that up real quick. I've never known. But it is... Like Gabumon? <laughs> Stop. You use Gabumon as an excuse for everything. Okay, but that's because Gabumon's dub voice is unbelievable it's so like, good yeah. it is there is nothing else like gabumon's dub voice <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry you couldn't you couldn't create that on purpose that's just one of those happy accidents of life really <laughs> yeah i there is something there's a lot of voices in digimon that are incredibly iconic i was i think in final fantasy 10 there's the the voice actor for palamon has a role and it's just like oh it's palamon oh. like you can just recognize or the 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 woman that voices kari like she has one of the most distinctive voices oh yeah mm-hmm. and it's just like every time i hear her i'm like oh uh, that is kari yeah. um let me see yeah she's horror and b stars so i was like oh this is weird yeah i think she's also in like wolf rain she has a role in okko okay oh, yeah. but like whenever i hear her voice i'm like ah oh wolf's rain that's that's a name i don't hear very often anymore um so the second or the third film is directed by shigeyasu yamauchi 
I it looks like maybe they did some Dragon Ball stuff as well. Hmm. Which Dragon Ball stuff? If you don't any anything that stands out, like any of the films or anything. Saint Seiya, One Piece. Uh, Saint Seiya, Dragon Ball Z Broly. Wait, wait. 1994. Wow. Oh, the first Broly. Okay. Oh my God. Dragon Ball: The Path to Something. That's what's showing up for me, but I I don't know. Sorry, I didn't do my research. No, it's, I don't think we were expecting to. Wow. But I don't know. I think he... Oh, it looks like he directed on the original series. Hmm. Mm. That's pretty common. Did he not do Revenge of the Aboramon? I thought he did Revenge of the Aboramon too. There's also a sequel to the middle movie called Revenge of the Aboramon. I need to see that. I feel like that's one of the ones I actually need to see. And it is dubbed, Ooh. which I did not find out until... I mean, I would say fairly recently, but I I mean like 10 years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> what is time anymore 10 years ago that's may of 2020 it is the o2 kids oh no it is a different director that one is directed by takahiro imamura the o2 kids it is a sequel to our war game and yes there is a dub you can find it somewhere on the internet or you can ask me i have it <laughs> and it is illicitly it is fan every i mean it's it aired on Fox Kids like once. Yes, it is a listen. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that the fact that it even has a dub is like very very surprising, and the fact that it exists is surprising. But it's just like yeah, there's a sequel to this movie. As I mean, there's a sequel to Our War Game, and I don't think many people know about it. And I know most people definitely don't know there's a dub for it, but there is, and I also recommend watching that. Wow. But yeah, anyway, back to this movie. So yeah, it's three movies pieced together, and they somehow do that by pasting <laughs> a picture of Willis in the middle of the second movie to be like, hey, this kid who shows up in the third movie, here here, here he is in the, the second one, too. Yeah, let's, Incredible. yeah, let's have him experience it in real time. Hell yeah. I'm ready. All right. この番組はザノシートキオックリグループPRTとザコミックフィンドとご覧のスポンサーの提供でお送りしますand we're back so that was that was the Digimon movie Grant how do you feel how are you feeling I definitely feel like I watched a single cohesive film <laughs> Yeah. With no visible seams. Not a single, not a single bit. No, I feel really good. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anytime you bring up Digimon on the intertubes, it elicits, I guess I would say, a very intense reaction. <laughs> uh, not in a bad way, but it's like people have feelings about Digimon. Like when you say Pokemon, I think it's just like a general like, yeah, Pokemon's good. Like everybody likes Pokemon, sure, you know, but like Digimon, there's some pretty, it's all positive, but there's some really intense opinions about it. And this film, I knew it had a reputation, just like the, you know, the dub mm-hmm. and stuff did. And I obviously had some semblance of an idea that it was not as originally presented but i liked it i mean i think the, obviously the underlying material is very strong so really no matter how you chop it screw it whatever like it's gonna mm. come out good but i even think it kind of weirdly goes together like i've i've seen you know ostensibly single films that didn't quite piece together as well like i think the yeah <laughs> well one thing for me too is since i haven't watched it in japanese i don't know what the Willis story actually is. Yeah. Right. It's like so intertwined with the Diaboramon thing that it's like, oh, okay. But then I'm like, well, no, it's not. <laughs> like it has nothing to do with Diaboramon, but I don't know what it actually has to do. Like it's just like its own thing, but I have no idea what it is. As a kid, I was definitely fooled by this. It didn't, it, it wasn't until no, totally. way, way later <laughs> when I watched it that I was 
it was much more obvious that the Willa stuff was something that they had threaded in. Yeah, and just all the all the Kari narration yeah. oh, they yes. added to help make it cohesive. But I think, I mean, one thing that obviously helps is even though the third movie has a different director, they obviously are either trying to purposely emulate Hosoda's style or they just happen to have a very kind of similar style. So it ends up working. Like, I didn't even know the third one was a different director for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, right. I mean, I would definitely say it's kind of a Frankenstein's monster thing where, like, you tell me, like, okay, yeah, it's pieced together from a bunch of dead guys, but, like, I can't really <laughs> visualize what the living people look like. It just looks like a, you know, like, I'm like, this just looks like a cohesive film to me. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's it's all Digimon, too, so it's not like they have to stretch that much. Yeah, and I would say, like, even, uh, like, when I was a kid, to call back to another Saban property, right? Like, I was of the first wave watching Power Rangers and mm. Rita Repulsa, you know, Queen Bandora. Like, she, her scenes are just the Japanese scenes, and they just dub over them and i knew what dubbing was when it didn't match lip flaps because i had you know i watched a lot of godzilla movies and martial arts movies and stuff so even as a kid i was like oh this must be from somewhere else even though there's like like at least parts of it or something i I didn't quite understand how but like Mm -hmm. i was aware of it but i don't know if like if someone had told me hey this is three films stitched together or if someone had not told me that i don't know if i would have picked up on it you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I know it's impossible at this point to avoid it. You know, anybody would have said it to you by now. Yeah. But also, like, I almost wish you had that experience just to, like, it's, I'm so, I'm still so impressed with it. Yeah. Like, in terms of the script that they had to write to make sure all of these things were the glue that put it all together, you know? Like, it's so. Yeah, I think I mentioned this a lot just talking about the dub and the scripts in general but these people like obviously enjoyed working on this and they put a lot of thought mm. and effort mm-hmm. and everything into it which is another one of the reasons why the dub is so beloved because it was made you know with love and care even though you know they changed some things cuz that's how dubbing was at the time but they obviously you know wanted to make it a good product and really put so much effort into it that it turned out you know really well despite what they were working with yeah for sure yeah and i do wonder how much of it is is luck because there's a there's a feeling sometimes when they you know they they phrase certain things that it's like okay this is aimed very much at an american audience and then i and then you get to some parts that are very clearly not taking place in america or would have any of like they're they're making jokes about Uncle Fred at Thanksgiving or the eggs at Easter, and it's like I mean at this point you know the movie and and everything was already going, but you almost wonder at the beginning was there any concern about like writing yourself into a corner by adapting it like this and yeah. then and then throwing Japan 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 all over it once they get to a certain point. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's always something that's been so interesting about the the Digimon dub is they they kept it in Japan, they made it about. Japanese kids they changed a lot of their first names or just kind of truncated Mm -hmm. them or it made them similar because like Matt is Yamato but it's like oh that has like Matt in it so they they tried to it wasn't like Sailor Sailor Moon was a little more where they're just kind of like Makoto they're like oh we'll just call her Lita that's fine yeah I mean Tai is just Taichi so they just kind of shorted it but they kept everyone's last name except for Tai Tai Kamiya no it's I think it's actually totally different no they called them wait in Japanese yeah it's kamiya they use it kam kamiya in the movie it's yagami it's yagami in japan instead of kamiya oh that's weird right i don't know why like uh, okay what? yeah that's the one they changed 
that's okay. I don't know. But anyway, sorry, that's that's my trivia thing. No, that I have no idea why they why they did that because it's still they changed it to something that still sounds Japanese. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure there must have been a reason, but who knows? But anyway, it's it is just one of those things that's interesting about this dub where they are like oh we're gonna make a few alterations to make it more understandable or whatever for an american audience but they're also like we're gonna try to retain a lot of it as well Mm. and i think that's a big difference between like pokemon where pokemon they're like oh no we're just giving them all totally new Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) names and you know and the donuts and stuff and everything like that (laughs) the jelly donuts yeah there's definitely that element with dubbing and you have to walk a fine line because sometimes dubbing and adaptations and stuff is like well if nobody mentions a tractor will these kids ever relate to it from america you know or like then there's the other kind of more nefarious element where it's like oh we're going to dub this and make it more americanized to reduce the fact that it was a product made in japan and try to like in you know increase its americanness for our own sort of insidious benefit and i mean you definitely get the sense here that that whatever the i guess sort of vision whether it was nefarious or just sort of like how will kids relate because they just don't they didn't think kids would be able to get it Mm -hmm. it's very clear that the cast and the the writing and the adaptation like on the ground so to speak was made with a lot of love and energy you know like you said um and with an energy that i think is very very rare today like i think the professionalism of the dubbing today is very consistent and very good across the board like dubbing was you know a lot more scattershot back then and certainly before that but there's a there's a passion here particularly that you know and we can quibble over the changes but the passion is you don't hear dubs that have this kind of energy i don't think not really yeah i don't know how to how to really describe it because there just seems to be so much more character in this dub it's the same way i feel like with the original sailor moon dub i'm like okay there's obviously so many glaring issues with it with the cousins they changed Soycite's gender and all these things right but the voices are incredibly distinct And whenever I think of the dub voices, I've watched some of the newer dub, which is very fantastic. But I don't know if they were using more amateur voice actors or if they just what their their decisions were based off. But the voices are like they're just very, very distinct. I mean, Grant mentions Gabumon all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's like it's just like there's nothing like that voice. It's Gabumon's voice. And it's like it can't be anything else. Yeah. I guess like even if the writing is very like witty and sort of I wouldn't say cynical, but it's having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. There's an earnestness to the voice delivery for the most part that is very, very rare. Yeah. And again, I'm of the opinion that a lot of those old dubs, whether bad or good, they were always almost they're almost always at extremes. You very rarely had a sort of like workman like standard dub. I think in this case it's with the Digimon stuff, it's you know, on the positive end of extreme. Like it's just really, really energetic and fun and taking wild risks and just kind of like just rapid fire doing stuff and again like pat like you said sometimes it's hard to know when it's just luck or you know when it's like it doesn't feel like it's all like masterfully planned but it's like man if they were lucky they were really really lucky yeah oh yeah yeah right (laughs) but i I thought it was really great it was visually a lot of fun i didn't i mean other than the fact that the first film is obviously a shorter portion and is itself i mean when i watched it you know i was told like this is kind of a prequel type vibe you know a a preamble if you will and definitely has its own distinct weird feel i mean if for no other reason than the digimon don't talk as much that's true yeah 
it's it's so it's so interesting that Agumon doesn't talk, but that Koro, Koromon and Greymon do. Yeah, yeah, it's such a weird, especially when like Digimon's thing is that they talk. Yeah. Compared, you know, compared to Pokemon, but like it's weird that he's just kind of a kaiju and like just a monster friend, and so big, like he's so big in that first. I know. Oh yeah. Like he just seems like massive. Like Agumon's just like a little guy. He's like a little guy, but then in that he's just like. He big and I don't know. It's all that that first film is so surreal and so dreamlike. And yeah. like the the dreamy the dreamy quality is something that's in a lot of Hosoda's work. I think just because of the kind of the the more pastel and less saturated colors he uses, they, they you know, they're all very soft. And it's the same feeling from the episode of Digimon he directed where Ty goes back to his home. And it's just this these very soft colors, and it's it's just such an incredible feeling when you're watching his films. God, what an episode that is! Oh my God, that was so good. I know that that is like episode has you know stayed in my mind since I was a kid because it's just so extraordinary. Yeah, and it's it's really amazing what Hosoda does within such a small time frame. I mean, the, all the bits with like the whistle. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Kari uh, just just blow and like the tears like man just his animation of children is very good like particularly definitely but then the other two i mean you know like all the fight sequences and stuff i mentioned getting kind of almost macross vibe oh yeah that's right i guess second-ish film you know where you've got omnimon and where garurumon they're battling like you know hordes of spider monsters and there's orange explosion orbs everywhere and beams and omnimon stabs him through the face with his blade arm and then you know the battle at the end of the third one with the ball spitting monsters and they're flying it's just it's all just terrific just just great choreography great use of environments it's visually rich it's got all the hilarity of like email spirit bombs and stuff going on. It's just like like you no know, like if I had also been you know ten years old and seeing this in a theater, it would have blown me away. I would have been knocked right out of my tube socks and like oh my god. When it came out on VHS, I watched it every day for three weeks. I love this movie. Oh. Uh, no doubt. I would have melted this VHS. The plastic would have been. It just would have been a puddle. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just like it blew my mind. And also, like Diaboramon is terrifying. He is the most terrifying Digimon villain I can think of. Even when he's losing, he's scary. Like, well, when he yeah, when he slowed down and the animation of his face turning, yeah. like that has stuck with me forever. That jittery, that head shake. Ugh. Oh yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, no, it's really great. I mean, like I, I get there's you know setting aside some of the concerns about whether it's even okay to stitch three films together, <laughs> you know, in whatever way. On, at the end of the day, if you take three really great films that all look really, really good and put them together, you get one really big, really great film, which is kind of great. <laughs> more than the sum of its parts, huh? I don't know if it's more than the sum of its parts, but I would never call it bad. <laughs> the, I assume the reason they did it in the first place was because you know, our war game, I think, is less than an hour. And so they were like, we can't put this in theaters if it's, you know, under an hour. But if we add these two movies, then it's like maybe 90 minutes. So that's fine. And then we'll put Angela Anaconda at the beginning. And there there you go. <laughs> Pat it out a little bit. An Anaconda could be some kind of Digimon, right? Angela, mine. Perfect, <laughs> perfect match. The thing that 
it, the movie really doesn't stop to breathe with the at least with the dub choices in terms of how they just kept hitting you with joke after joke every exposition every little thing that you hear in the news like maybe you'll zone out during a, like another any, any other movie but he, this is a this is a movie where i'll sit there and listen for all phone lines are down if you're experiencing downage call your phone company like it's yeah. do you hear me the phones are down <laughs> yeah. like I, I don't say this lightly. It is it has a sort of joke per second density, like something like Futurama or Simpsons or something. It's just like constant. Yeah, well, and a lot of it too is again that some of the jokes are delivered so dryly and flatly that unless you're you don't even know it's a joke unless you're paying attention. <laughs> it's like the yeah, like I mean the three bean salad is like one of the most classic Digimon jokes in the entire series. That's, a, that's okay. I only have two beans anyway. <laughs> Ty's mom is possibly the best character in the entire movie. She steals the show. Because she's just in the background the whole time, just like making witty remarks and delivering odd food. I think we can definitively say, I mean, obviously beyond the, like in the Pokemon Digimon, like head to head war, right? If we have to pit them against one another in these different aspects, uh-huh. even though she definitely gets you know, sort of existential dread points as you grow older, Ash's mom, for like, wow, she just let her 10-year-old, like, leave? Like, just go? Uh-huh. But in terms of, like, in text, who wins? I th- I think Ty's mom takes out Ash's mom any day of the week. Like, I think she's winning that, that head-to-head <laughs> every time. She is such a great character in the dub. Oh, my God. And I think it's fun, too, because the humor is a lot of wordplay, and whether it's, you know, added or what have you, it's like, I wouldn't say it's a lot of... Yeah, because some, some of that humor, some that comedic timing it looks like is already there like definitely they had to edit some things yeah i i think a lot of it is still in the original but they they just added more to the dub right and any chance they get what is the when the truck almost hits agumon in the beginning (laughs) do you see that huh no i was sleeping you're driving yeah that's that's definitely a lot of it is they are a little afraid of silence in the dub because any there's a lot of moments where you're like oh there during this there's probably either music or nothing Mm -hmm. but then they have to add talking but like it's fine for to me i mean it just because it's so funny and i think part of the reason it's still so good is because these jokes are so they're they're just like puns and there's something that you know when you're a teenager they maybe seem stupid and cringy but when you get older you're like oh no i love puns and so it's just like it's like eternally funny because of the the jokes it made are so you know just kind of that kind of comedy right right and they're not i wouldn't say quote-unquote anime jokes like anime comedy kind of like you know american cartoon comedy like there's a few expected kind of visual tropes that you're gonna expect like you know pulling a frying pan out of frying space or the eye drops or nosebleeds like, oh, there's yeah. a few things that are and I, I love those too like don't get me wrong but i think that's what helps this feel a little timeless maybe right the classic overreaction stuff yeah not... and like that's all fine you know but in the same way that with american cartoons certain joke formats date a piece that wordplay is kind of eternal in many ways so that's what helps make this still feel fresh even in the year 2021 like it's still fun you know and and these were clearly were 
even if they're silly jokes, they're silly jokes that a lot of time was spent on. Like the three bean, you know, three bean, two bean stuff. Like that's just yeah. come on. Like, <laughs> Every single weird. I want. I need to know what the heck she was cooking in the original. <laughs> Actually, that's something I do need to know. What was she making? It did. Like I, I assume Izzy had to go to the bathroom from all the stuff he was drinking, but was it as vile? Was it as vile as it <laughs> seemed like it was? I'm pretty sure. Sh- yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that that general joke of Ty's mom being a bad cook is, but I think it's the the specifics of it have changed. Right, right. Beef jerky shakes and potato juice. Yeah, I remember in the original series there's a part where they have a conversation about how they eat their egg oh and it's it's in the both the dub and the japanese original it's the same conversation but they just changed what the toppings were interesting so that's another you know thing that i i enjoy about the dub is like they're like well let's keep the essence of it but somehow make it more relatable Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is a more, I guess, maybe not traditional, but like that's more like a standard type dubbing choice. Like, okay, how do I keep the essence of this scene while making it understandable, really? But clearly a lot of these, they're just like, and they're riffing. <laughs> yeah. And there's a certain brilliance to that. Oh, they are, yeah. I did wonder how much like was ad-libbing or if it was just like script riffing, you know? Like, I don't know if they, I don't know how much room they had for that. Yeah, I don't know. But it's... The comedy, the visuals, the, you know, I don't know. It's all really great. I really I have a lot of fun with yeah. this. This is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it was such a great time. Do we have any other thoughts moving on to uh, the Twitter questions and stuff? I mean, I went into this knowing it was my favorite movie. And <laughs> hey, it's still my favorite movie. So what more can I say? Yeah. Ty, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I just love it even more now. <laughs> it would be so horrible if this was like the first viewing or like, Oh god, I no longer love this film. Like what a horrible night this would be. <laughs> this is the one. Like, yeah, it's it was alright. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we got so many questions. We got we got a bunch. People are so passionate about this movie. That's what I was saying. Digimon brings it out of people. It's fantastic. I love it. And the soundtrack too. A lot of people mention the soundtrack because it is, I would say in this objectively, is the best soundtrack ever made for any movie ever. Ever. Hard to disagree. Uh, okay, so Nick F. asks, I must know all of your personal thoughts on Angela. I'm impressed with it now. I don't know how I felt about it as a child. Yeah, I think that's definitely, when I watch it now, I'm like, this is actually really interesting. It's not very well written. (laughs) No, not at all. But the animation style is interesting. And I have heard people talk about, just because of the people who are involved with the original Angel Anaconda, that it... Oh, really? I would say that came out the wrong way. Oh, okay. People who, like, just because of who was on the show, like the writers and stuff, that it's has some substance to it that's possibly worth revisiting Mm. and i definitely as a kid the thing that turned me off was how it looked because i was just like this is weird and creepy and i do not like this right i've heard people say that it bring back my animes (laughs) exactly but i've heard people say that angela anaconda the series or the or the shorts because i think it started as shorts it wasn't, I don't think it was, it wasn't on Kablam, was it? No, I think it was a Fox Kids production, too. Yeah, it, it might have, like, moved to, oh, no, it was on Kablam. Was it? Or it says related shows. That's, wow, okay. So, I don't know exact, oh, look, here, the show aired on Fox Family Channel, Nickelodeon, and Stars Kids and Family in the United States, 
blah blah blah, Teletoon, Nickelodeon. But why does it say related shows kablam? Maybe that style or it's the same company? Oh, maybe it's just the chronology. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, I hated this short when I was a child. I was like, <laughs> why? What? Is, like going into the Digimon movie and this and Angela Anaconda coming up, I was like, no, this is what is happening. Right. And I erased it out of my memory for quite a while. And then it resurfaced. It It is very tacked on and not well written. But like I said, I might try to revisit the original show at some point. Really? That far? I don't know that I would give it that much time, but it is interesting, and I, I'm impressed with, really, like, I'm impressed with what they were doing at the time with that technology? Like, what's the word here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just, it's a really interesting animation style, and it's obviously very unique, and it's it's one of those things where they use a limited budget interestingly. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of those things where, like, uh, just like you said, I, I didn't. I watched a little bit of this, uh, you know, as a kid. Obviously, not in the context of Digimon, but just I would see this on and just immediately was repulsed by the visuals. It's like, ah, I don't like this. And obviously, visiting it again here in the film, I couldn't even barely follow or care about any of the like the voices and stuff. It was just, it was grating. But ironically, the visuals really drew me in. I was like, man, this is really interesting and unique. So I just kind of appreciate it. And it certainly, you know, like anything else like that, it's got its own kind of character and quirk. And that kind of helps it stay fresh because it's like, I don't really see a lot of stuff like this. It almost has kind of like a cardstock or like paper figure type look to it. It had 65 episodes. That's so much. Yeah. Wow. But anacondas are long. Anacondas are very long. So... (laughs) I, I wasn't prepared. I was not. You got me. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to think that like the primary thing that drove me away as a young person is also the thing that now I'm like, oh, this is really cool and unique. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works. Liam Tasker asks us the ultimate question. Is Ty's mother a good cook? Uh, yes. No. I think she's very creative. I think that... Not That wasn't the question. The question was, is she a good cook? <laughs> I dare anyone to make as bold choices as his mother made. Again, that's not that's not the question. It's not, is she creative or bold? Is it In she this, good? It, reflecting on uh, how Nicolas Cage is often described, I don't think Ty's mother is a good cook, but she is the most cook. <laughs> She is. The intensity of her cooking has no equal. Ty, Ty's mother is the not uh, picking a, picking a not speaking role in a, a haunted Chuck E. Cheese smashing up robots with a with a bat. That's her style of cooking. You don't maybe you don't want to eat it, but you do want to know what she is cooking. There is a culinary boldness here, you uh-huh. know, or like Bender when he became Iron Chef for a while. Oh my god. Helmet Spargle was like, Bender, your food has touched my heart. Also, my stomach exploded. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't think we could call her good. No, she's probably on a watch list, chef watch list. <laughs> Our good buddy, David Bednar, who has always so many wonderful questions. Best song on the soundtrack. That's, oh, that's, that's a hard really one. Tough. The use of Bare Naked Ladies one week in a montage yeah, that's, is still yeah. killer for me. I am filled with delight every time. <laughs> Even now, 
So I think that's my number one. What's funny is that I don't know if I would necessarily say that I enjoy the song One Week all that much, but seeing it with a Digimon montage improved my listening experience. It's like, yes, this is what it's always been needing. <laughs> I, adore, I adore the song. I listen to it a lot. Yeah, I I mean, this this whole soundtrack is so phenomenal. And it's crazy because it's really well used as well in the movie. Like, you're like, how, like, what is all these are all these songs doing in this movie and you're like oh no this is actually fantastic i think for me as far as song in the movie and like with the visuals i think let's kick it up when they are fighting diaboramon and that starts playing and i'm just like oh hell yeah it's very powerful i love a lot of the original songs though run around is one of my favorites and that's one that's also in the series here we go is super good song and it's the one that they always use when in o2 they go between the real world and the digital world and that is a very good song as well also going digital i am a fan of all those songs but i i would say the let's kick it up as my favorite pretty strong choices oh <laughs> yeah shout outs shout outs to paul gordon whoever you may be you write some good music and then david also asked wait one more what other movie from all of film history would benefit the most from having an extended intro featuring Angela Anaconda. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. It's certainly a question one could ask of someone else. Is it one that we could actually answer? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I got one. Hear me out. This this movie is within the sphere of Saban Entertainment and Fox Kids. So I propose that the Power Rangers movie <laughs> have an Angela Anaconda segment stapled on the front of it with all of the weird editing and fervor and sort of inaccurate references to the content wow. within. I mean, and we get a kaiju battle out of it. I don't know. You know, Angela Anaconda's animation is better than the original Megazord they made for the, the Power Rangers film. So I, I don't think you're wrong. It would certainly benefit a lot. That Megazord is... Oof. It was a sin. That's all we can say. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Unequivocally, a sin against God and man. I'm at complete loss. I have no answer for that question. Well, yeah, Maddie doesn't really watch a lot of movies. I feel like the only thing is that if there was somehow... I'll put it in the beat. You just watched Avengers, right? There you go. Avengers Infinity War has an angel and a Just the just the audience, like everyone going to like on the initial release. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's also in the after credit scene, like, oh I gotta stay and see what's happening. <laughs> oh my god, she's back. <laughs> Perfectly balanced as everything should be. Angela Anaconda oh, characters coming out at Wakanda, like through the portals to come help. Angela Wakanda. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wakanda. No. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> You can't. You can't do that. I have that. nothing else to add after Angela Wakanda. That's my limit on that question. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, Angela Anaconda going, Wakanda forever. <laughs> Anaconda forever. Oh, my sides.
Devon asks uh, opinions on the digi rap. Big fan, big fan. Oh, I love it. Hell yeah! It's I know all the words. It's one of my main like road trip songs. I'll often start out with it. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. That's fantastic. Favorite digi destined. Oh, that's hard. Kari. It's not hard for me. It is Kari. It is Kari is the character of anything that I relate to the most, and she is very, very special to me. I would give second to Ken and third to Willis. I love Willis. Ken isn't in this movie. I'm just saying over in general. <laughs> I have a strong, strong attachment to Joe. Mm, yeah, that was going to be my choice. Joe's darling. He was the like, one of the first ones I'd seen. He was in the first episode I ever watched. Just a kid with glasses. <laughs> the, kid, the glasses kid. Nerd. The nerdy responsible one. Yeah, reliability. His his crest of reliability. Yeah, crest of reliability. Come on, like... I love Joe. I that's the thing too is that he doesn't he doesn't get his due in this movie. He doesn't do anything in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> except take a test. <laughs> take a test. Scream. Yeah, I, I I mean one thing I love about all the Digidestins is how well their personalities all. Oh yeah. They're so distinct mm-hmm. and they're so different and they and they fit so well together. Yes, mm-hmm. agreed. Joe is also my favorite Digidestin. Oh really? I thought Izzy was your favorite. I mean, I love Izzy. I love Izzy. Oh Izzy. I think you just like Izzy because he says prodigious all the time. Yes, I love prodigious Izzy, and and I like Tentamon a lot, and I like their vibe together. But in terms of just, I Izzy's episode in the original series, yeah. the Rainmon. Yeah, that yeah, when he like that is one of my favorite episodes. So good, and when he's like forming the alphabet with his body, that's so bizarre. It's yeah. such a weird episode, but yeah, Izzy. Is, no, Izzy's, Izzy's great. I like uh, Tentamon. I particularly like Tentamon and their relationship together like as a pair mm-hmm. but in terms of like specifically the digidescent it would have to be joe for a lot of the same yeah. reasons you know pat already mentioned yeah that's, that's a very good choice but i would also say that about any choice yeah because i mean they are all all very good all the kids are good they're all good kids all my children babies. digi babies would you buy a ticket and watch this film in the theater if given the chance absolutely yes i did and i would do it again <laughs> she'll do it again she'll, she'll strike again do you think uh dioboromon went a bit far just to get rid of some kids <laughs> i mean have you ever had some kids bug you <laughs> i mean <laughs> i i uh... youths the youths i'd argue that my opponent doesn't go nearly far enough <laughs> <laughs> We just, we just watched that episode. That one's great. And oh no, did I lose? Did I lose it? Lost in the sauce. No, no way. It's just the question is just beef jerky shakes. <laughs> I'd try it. I'd try it. I I'm actually most interested in the potato juice. That sounds like it might be semi refreshing without being too. It, like it seems like it might have a very mild taste, which I would probably go for that out of every one of Miss Kamiya's food. The idea of potato juice just makes me think there was some and I'm gonna age myself here, an old like an old SNL bit where they did some fake commercial for some product called Crystal Clear Drinking Gravy. <laughs> and it was just these like, you know, food commercial type food porn type shots of people like pouring the glass into other glasses and stuff and it was like crystal clear drinking gravy. Like it was just like just the most abs- I don't know. So like the idea of like potato juice, it just makes me think of drinking gravy. <laughs> Yeah, I like I just all of her. I love the moment when Izzy's like measuring out the flour. He's like, "How much of this do you need anyway?" And she goes, "I don't know. I've never used flour to make a cake before." 
<laughs> so she's, which is, implies that she has made cakes. Yeah, plenty. Yes, but never, never with flour. Never, never in her life. You guys like swarms of things, right? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I think I would drink a beef jerky shake. You just have to bill it to me as like a health shake. Oh, yeah, it's a protein shake. Like, bro, slam this before you hit the weight bench. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll try it. And then the taste would actually probably not even bother me because anything that's like a health food protein type thing just tastes terrible anyway. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's what they were getting at. The spinach cookies actually probably not not that bad. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Unless it's like canned. Unless it's like canned spinach, which is vile. Yeah, which is a very pungent. Yeah, that's, but that's not what we said here. So I mean, there's like zucchini bread and stuff. Ooh, you can put vegetables yeah. and stuff and it's good. So yeah, spinach cookies might be okay. Again, she's bold. She's on to something. All right, our buddy Winston asks, have any of you ever watched the rebooted series? I've enjoyed it so far. I started it Same. and I want to get back to it, Same. but I'm bad at watching things it i definitely hope you know it's unfortunate because a few of the original dub actors have passed away at this point but if they do a dub and bring back some of the voice actors at least i would probably be more inclined to watch it i like it's kind of weird for me because i'm just so used to the dub that watching digimon in japanese is like kind of a different experience for me because i'm like oh these these aren't the characters as i remember them right right but no, it's it's definitely something I want to get back to. And when I see like clips and screenshots of it, I'm like, oh man, I really need to watch that more because it looks fantastic. And I mean, it's just so cool that it's happened in the first place. And I know that there was also a new movie for O2 announced, which is also very, very exciting. Yeah, and there's like new, new stuff coming. It looks, it all looks very cool. Yeah, like I said, I, I watched a few episodes and enjoyed it but it's something I need to get back to. Yeah, um, like the the level of seeing Digivolution, I mean, this is, I did a study last year on, on Digivolutions, just looking at all of them and how just amazing and cool. Nerd. <laughs> they, I mean, they were so like, it's- Oh, totally. When you get to Tamers- Tamers has like the coolest, like when they're freaking like flesh, like pixelates yeah. and peels off, you're just like, holy oh. crap, they are putting- so much work into this and it looks amazing and that's why digimon is cool because you get a freaking see digivolutions every episode and pokemon it's like hey one and done now they're a new thing <laughs> you never get to see that happen ever again and then i got a taste of some of the early ones and i was just in awe of what it was and the the I think it was the try mm-hmm. versions of the of the evolutions where they do the ring passing over. Oh, like it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Like and Andrew Wilmons has always been one of my favorites. When oh, where yes. Gatamon goes to Andrew Wilmon and like the glove and the hands and oh, it's just gorgeous. I don't what? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> the watching the rebooted series. Okay, right. I want to watch it. Digivolutions are cool. Yeah. That's our answer. That's that's more of that, please. I do like the Pokemon model because I do like the idea of like leveling up and progressing forward and like maintaining that progression in a way. And it also helps you kind of like it is easier on my single brain cell to remember characters sometimes. You know, when a Digimon mm. has like each Digimon has like five different transformations and there's six Digimon in a fight, it can get to be like, wait, okay. Oh, it's a tokusatsu thing. It's a tokusatsu thing. That's what I like about it. It's very much it totally is. Most a lot of times they just slap on. You got you got Garuma, you got Werigaruma, you yes, got Yes, but visually they change a lot. I mean, what's the form before Agumon when he's like Coromon, little pink baby? Yeah, like literally no indication that becomes 
Agumon, although Agumon's later forms are clearly, you know... Yeah, no, the the baby and in-training forms are all just, like, blobs with eyes. Yeah, and I think that, I think that's because they all, like, maybe in the original stuff, as a digital pet... Yeah, they, like, branched off. The Tamagotchis, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the blob thing, anyone starts off as a blob, but could, could become, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I, but I do love the, the tokusatsu-style model of just, like, constant transformations and changing modes and stuff like that. I think uh, it works for me. Again and again and again, I will take it. But I definitely would like to watch the new one. I just think it would be criminal to... I've only watched that show, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> you need to watch O2. That's my suggestion. Yeah, at least at the at least I need to watch Tamers. <laughs> Tamers is very good. O2 I like I feel like the original adventure is like the best series. O2 might be my favorite. It's just there's something very special and I feel like it's also underrated. It's very good and it's very emotional and it's very silly, but it's it's very good. That that's a the conclusion is a heck of a conclusion. Oh hell yeah! It makes me cry a lot. So that's you know. I, yeah, I love I love that. Very. I, I would just watch powerful. the a bunch. Yeah. And just like the middle stuff with Ken too, like that's some of my favorite. Uh, it's just uh, it's so good. I love Ken. He's such a good character. Uh, Winston also asked if any of us have checked out the Digimon TCG. Uh, he said he's had a friend rave about it and he's even got a starter deck and he was just curious if we looked into it or anything I like that. I do have some cards, but and I have gone through them. Didn't learn the game, but I intend to at some point. <laughs> but I have some cards. Oh, do I have some cards. <laughs> I have certainly eyed them. I bought a playmat because I play a number of various card games anyway. And like my wife and I do deck builders and stuff like that. So I have a playmat because I think it's really cool. Hmm. And it can be used with, you know, anything. I've looked at the game a little bit and some read some reviews. It sounds like it has a really interesting resource management type system with like the memory thing yes. and like it flipping over to your opponents. I'm really intrigued by that. I mean, not, not to get too deep into the weeds about card games, but, you know, one of the things that is tricky about card games is that trying to strike that balance between randomness of your resource base and like consistency like obviously magic one of its whole things is lands you never you have to draw your resources from the deck so you can never guarantee when you're going to get more resources or that you're going to get the resources you need or when you'll get too many resources because and you're like ah, i need other cards to play but i got too much energy right like so that's a randomness that helps kind of check the game whereas other games like say hearthstone its whole thing where every turn guaranteed get one more pip that creates some consistency problems there and so the game creates a lot of other rng and random elements to try to compensate for that but even still you can have you know god hand type situations in hearthstone pretty easily or something like say Yu-Gi-Oh, where it's very much about getting creatures out and sacrificing them and going up but you know there's really no limit to what you can play as long as you can kind of keep mechanically chaining things and having seen quite a few examples of Yu-Gi-Oh play I would I mean it certainly seems like it's with with zero resource limitation other than making sure you get the right cards so to speak and I, I know it's an oversimplification but you can get one turn kills you can ramp up really really fast and you could pot of greed forever and ever and ever and ever yeah there's there's lots of shenanigans that go on there and even though magic system is very frustrating sometimes there is a sort of beautiful kind of elegant simplicity to random resources and you just simply cannot guarantee that you're going to have what you need when you need it so it's interesting that they have this system where it's kind of it almost it's like a it seems like you you can really spend heavy but it also goes to your opponent in some way which is almost reminds me oh of, yeah <laughs> there was a, a miniatures uh, kaiju battle game from 
the uh, privateer press called Monster Apocalypse a number of years ago that had a really interesting mechanic of like when you did things you spent dice and you gave those dice to your opponent or no it was like you spent them and they went to another pool or something there, there was this back and forth of like you could do more but then it would shift over oh I know what it was it was like you the more you did with your monster it shifted those dice over so that you could but then you would have to use those dice on your support units. So it was up to you to balance, like, how much do I want to do? Because the more I do with this one thing, the more I then have to do with other things and may not be able to do with, you know. So it was a really interesting balance. So I'm always fascinated by resource pools. (laughs) So that really sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't have time for card games because I already don't have time for anything else but my one of my really great friends sent me a bunch of cards of like my favorites I think I posted them on Twitter a while ago but I have like two like card frames for each one has Ken whatever baby Wormon is Wormon and Stingmon and then one has uh, Nyaromon, Salomon, Gatomon and Andromon and I also have a Bedamon because He's my baby. A debate. So I just have cards I like and I have them framed because they look pretty. I like the art. The art on the cards is very incredible. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. So I, I can appreciate that even if I don't collect the cards or play the game myself. CC Takato asks, what is your favorite ska song in the movie? These are some of the biggest hits. <laughs> so it's hard to pick one. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like impression that I get is such a... It is like the ska song, but I think for, I think it might be less than Jake for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the same. I was gonna say the same. All my best friends are metalhead. When I found out the name of that song, I was like, "This is the name of the song." Oh, long name for a song. <laughs> it even has like a, a. I don't. I never found out what the origin is, but it has like a some from like a speech cut into the beginning of it. Oh yeah, where it's like admonishing people for looking down on the youth. Yeah. <laughs> the youths i i just love like i'm just looking at the the wiki for it and it says it is featured in the video game street skater and tony hot's pro skater 4 and also with the digimon movie <laughs> it's just like like oh what a what a collection <laughs> let's see uh hinkaru asked did you get misty eyed during the movie and why was it at this part uh, and she shows the part where it's like war Greymon is coming back to life which, yeah, yeah, then, and mm-hmm. the kids blowing the whistle, just right in the gut. It changes on viewings for me. I got a lot of, I get goosebumps like every three minutes during this movie. But I got this, <laughs> I got teary-eyed when Kokomon goes through like the good digivolution and turns into like angel creature. Mm-hmm. I, I was starting to get very cry teary-eyed at that point. I know a lot, I know for most people the third movie is not their favorite but I love it a lot and I think it is very sweet. That moment with Davis just losing it just breaking down into tears. That's the saddest story I've ever heard. It's incredible. It's so funny. That's actually when I, my friend and I both mentioned this the other day like when we think of Davis that's the first thing we think of. Yeah, appropriately so. It's wonderful. (laughs) It's not your problem. Don't cry. Okay. 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 She has a better question. If you were a Digidescent, who would be your Digimon? I already made them up. I got my Capsule Boys. Oh, that's that's way cooler (laughs) than our answers. Digimon OC, do not steal. I mentioned before, but Betamon, I don't know why. Well, I kind of know why. But ever since I was like a 
kid, like 10, I decided that Betamon was would be my Digimon, mm. which is he's not in the series very much. I, the only time I remember him being in the series is he's the Digimon of the Digidescent Michael, who is in O2. I had a dream once that was like a crossover between Sailor Moon and Digimon. And like I was like Princess Serenity and... Grant won't know about this, but in, in O2, there's these scenes where Kari is dealing with all these weird silhouetted Scubamon. But in my dream, they were Betamon. And for some reason, I decided after that that Betamon would be my Digimon. And yeah, Betamon is the, the previous form for uh, Seedramon. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's just like this little green... I don't even I don't even know how to describe him. He's You know, honestly, he kind of looks like Bulbasaur with a red mohawk. And Bulbasaur was my favorite Pokemon growing up, so that could be it he's like a little he's like half frog half lizard with a mohawk and uh yeah half frog that's, half lizard that's with a my mohawk. baby <laughs> that's a resume right there so i don't know what it's called because i've only seen a one but i have people have shown me like do check out these rad digimon designs and i don't know what it's called but there's like a knight there's a bunch of knights i know that but it's got like white armor and a big round shield and a lance and like a red cape oh. I don't know what you call it. Sounds familiar. I don't know. But it's like a Digimon knight. It's like a big, or it, I don't know if they call him a knight, but he looks like a knight, like in white armor with a big round shield and like a lance and a red cape. I know that. The, the, the reason I can remember it is because it reminds me a lot of... Um, it, oh, it's Gallantmon. Yeah, this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this, this is rad. He's got like the Triforce on the shield. Okay, yeah. It's uh, it's it's from Tamers. Okay, well, I got to get to Tamers because this, this is super rad. I dig this a lot just because, I, I mean, I'm a sucker for knights anyway, but I, uh, I really dig the look because it kind of reminds me of, you know, growing up, of course, I read a lot of cape comics and i was coming of age in the iron age where you know comics were all very edgy and were all kinds of just you know horrible things going on but one of the uh super edgy runs that i had because it was in trade paperback was uh, it was before bat you know batman nightfall is where like bane breaks his back or whatever mm -hmm. but in kind of the preamble to that is the whole story about asriel the red caped like warrior who's in like a secretive order and he has these gigantic like gold like gauntlets that have fire blades sticking out of them super 90s design i mean just like an unbelievably 90s looking character but i like i thought he was the cool like t you know of course i already liked batman as a kid and it's like batman now but like He's a secret warrior knight monk with fire blades. I was like, oh my gosh, the coolest thing. So like I, something about the red and gold with the knight kind of edgy look makes me think of him. So I'm like, yeah, 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 this is cool. <laughs> this is cool. I dig this. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Janus asks, since the movie's kind of a twofer, which part did you like twofer. the best? A threefer. Fourfer? I guess threefer. Twofer, threefer. Angela Anaconda. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, I can't go back there. <laughs> Meteor. 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 I mean, I, I think just kind of unequivocally, our war game, the middle part is the best. Yes. And I think it's hard to argue with that, even though I love them all. And the third part is very special to me. I think, I mean, it's it's really the meat of it. And it's Hosoda and it's beautiful and internet and all that good stuff. Defeating somebody by sending them like all forwarding all of your 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 horrible inbox that you haven't cleared is so appealing <laughs> even today uh even today so i i gotta say that's it's very strong very powerful and i appreciate it even more as i get older if i if only i could defeat somebody by forwarding my entire inbox 
all of the spam, all of the horrible phishing uh, attempts, crushing my enemies. You might be able. Have you tried? <laughs> like clutching an email app in my fist, punching them in the stomach, and then opening it and clicking "mark all as red" and just banishing them to the shadow realm. <laughs> Yo, don't you wish? <laughs> don't you wish? I kind of like. Don't get me wrong. I love all of it, but if you if I had to pick, I kind of think the first portion, just because it's so short. I'm always really interested in films that can either can ex- I guess exceed expectations on either end of I guess the kind of the length spectrum, right? Like outside the kind of 60 to 120 minute expectation for most work. Just as sort of like a 15, 20 minute thing. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful mm-hmm. and so moving and so good while still hitting you know a lot of emotional marks really setting you up for what digimon are like it's pretty amazing and i i I struggle to see how you could like i don't even if you don't even like click with the idea of like okay so sometimes dinosaurs fight evil parrots (laughs) even if that doesn't work for you you just can't get past that the craft on display and the like the, the emotional intense like the cinema the cinematic language I think is so strong I don't see how you couldn't be moved by some of it or at least say like yeah this is really good right this, on. Is, this is done incredibly well so yeah I I I, I kind of tip my hat to that but it's all great really uh, okay how awesome is Omnimon slash Omegamon on a scale of one to ten eleven <laughs> zero energy eleven it was the first time we ever saw that it was it's zero energy because it's obvious yeah that's not even a question yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big agree. Phantom Cellist asks, great name by the way, would you try any of Mrs. Kamiya's recipes yes. if you were a guest at their household? Yeah, I think we kind of discussed this a little, but uh, hey, hook me up with that potato juice. Also, I am a nice person who eats food that's given to me, and I try to be someone who tries everything at least once. Yeah, same. Even flourless cake. I mean, it's funny because that is actually a thing, but I'm sure it's not what Miss Kamiya has been making. No, I I need to know. I need to know. I need to know what she's been doing. What crimes she committed. A lot of folks just kind of commenting on like the nature of it being three films in one, but I think as we covered, knowing it or not knowing it, I don't really think would really imp- doesn't impact my viewing certainly. Yeah, like I think we all said that, or at least two of us experienced how we didn't even realize it at first when we saw it or, when we saw it in theaters. For sure, usually, yeah. For sure. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much all the questions that we had. Maddie, thanks so much for coming on and talking Digimon with us. It was fun. Yeah, this is great. Like, I want to do this with some of the other stuff that we haven't seen yet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm always down for Digimon. Thank you so much for coming on, hanging out with us. Yeah, Maddie, do you want to plug your things? Do you want to you want to let the people know where they can find you and and, and so forth? You can find me on Twitter at oh that's raspberry. Who knows who knows what I'm doing anymore? <laughs> I'm always just like, hey, I'm supposed to be going to Japan, but that's been like a year and a half. So hopefully soon. But I just do art and stuff. I like Digimon. I like uh, other things too. One Piece. Yeah, I make stickers, but yeah, you can... The best stickers. <laughs> you can just find all my stuff on my Twitter, so that's the place to go. Right on. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. Super, Super Senpai, Senpai Podcast! Podcast.